This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. Deanna, we've been talking about uh, the Old Testament and want to just dialogue today uh, with you or, or listening uh, just how to get a better understanding of the Old Testament. Uh, it seems to be uh, a part of the Bible. So just right now speaking to uh, a Christian audience that would be listening to this uh, that would say, I believe, I believe the Bible is God's Word. I believe the Old Testament is inspired like the New Testament. And yet, there's a disconnect even with that. And there's a, a difficulty of understanding. There's a difficulty of reading and applying it. And so because of some of those difficulties, a lot of times it's also an ignored part of their Bible and needs to be a used and necessary part of the Bible, even while they're trying to read and learn their New Testament. If they're ignoring the Old Testament, they're selling themselves short in so many ways. And we've just been dialoguing over that and want to help people think through process. Okay, how do we how do we get into our Old Testament and understand it well? Yeah, and a lot of people, when they want to start really reading the Bible, they say to themselves, I'm, I'm just going to start in Genesis and go all the way through. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily try to think about, okay, what is the overarching story here and so it becomes cumbersome and you think I I don't know if I can really get through this I don't really understand some of these things that are going on and the context unless we're doing some research to try to understand some of what's going on in ancient history can make parts of it seem much different than what we had imagined about God Mm -hmm. but when we look at look at it in light of its context, then we get a a more clear understanding. So reading the Old Testament seems like it can be a difficult task, but it really enriches so much in the way that we understand the New Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To understand the New Testament, we need to have the big picture understanding. And because we our past, what happened in the New Testament, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, that, gives us, that gives us really the context to understand the Old Testament. And God has let us live in this time period, so we ought to, we ought to be able to see the Old Testament um, by understanding what's happened in the New Testament. But y- using the Old Testament to inform our New Testament, not read the New Testament back into the Old Testament and and keep that balance the same as well. Yeah, and it, and it's so interesting because when we're reading the New Testament, we see all these different places where there might be quotations, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know that Ben Worthington says that Isaiah, that book alone is quoted, echoed, or has illusions about 400 times in the New Testament. And a lot of people would say, you know, obviously Isaiah and the Psalms are quoted the most Mm -hmm. in the New Testament. What does that mean? I think that that helps us understand that 
the disciples and Paul, they were teaching us how we can look at how they interpreted the Old Testament. Yeah. So it even helps us to look at the Old Testament and say, okay, were they using the Old Testament this way? What? How do we use the Old Testament? How do we accurately handle God's Word? Yeah. Um, obviously, with these Old Testament quotations, what you're running into is you're being reminded that I want to be a follower of Jesus. Jesus... His Bible was the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament. That's yeah. that. Were, those were the scriptures. And so what is he quoting from? And he's showing us how to look at that, how to read that, what it's saying, and what it's supposed to be communicating. And so as followers of Jesus, we want to we follow what he did. Uh, and that doesn't mean read only the Old Testament, because there's plenty of evidence that the New Testament's God's Word too. Yes. But yes. it's giving us the evidence to understand that Old Testament. And you you brought up a, a, a quote uh, from a, a pastor who talked about the need to unhitch from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that even regardless of how he was using that, I think that that's the kind of language that we should take caution with because we don't want to unhitch from the Old Testament because the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. And so to, to be able to understand who he is, who is he in times of crisis? Who is he, you know, when we're suffering? Mm -hmm. Who is he, you know, when we have this problem of sin well, he is the one who's sending the Messiah. He is the one who has not left us. He is the one mm-hmm. who is faithful. And he's going to be in the expression of Christ. We're not going to understand it immediately. Right. But with time, God gives us the Holy Spirit, as is told in John 14 and 16, who leads us in all truth. And he's given us the disciples who, who taught us how to read the scriptures, right? Mm-hmm. And then pastors and teachers all along the way that help us to be able to dive in to the scriptures and learn and grow and develop to be more like him. Yeah. Uh, as we're talking, I'm thinking about the just the fact that we're talking Old Testament, New Testament, uh, and, and that's just another way to refer to the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. And in terms of the New Covenant, I, I, we hear that word, and probably in our minds we think completely brand new. Like there was, there was one thing and that's gone and now there's something else. And Jesus didn't say, I came to abolish the law. And he was talking about the law, really the bulk of the Old Testament. When he used the word law about the Old Testament scriptures, he's talking about all the narrative stories, all the wisdom literature, all the Pentateuch, right? So I didn't come to abolish those things. I came to fulfill. And the language that's used by the Septuagint and the, and the Greek text when they talk about New Covenant, they use a word that means renewed, not brand new. Like like we would think, well, this is my old bike, and I got rid of my old bike, and I got a new bike. Yeah. (laughs) They're talking about, this was my old bike, and now look what we've done to it. And it's an amazing bike. (laughs) But it's that bike. It's just now, wow. And so they're using that kind of word, which is a very (laughs) bad illustration to talk about the covenants probably. But (laughs) maybe it'll be a helpful word picture. Um, and so as you, as you were talking about it, I just got to thinking about this Old Testament, New Testament idea and the unhitching. We're not trying to, Jesus wasn't trying to get rid of the 
Old Testament when he said, I came to fulfill the law. Paul and the other apostles, they didn't unhitch themselves from the old covenants, even though they were trying to show, look what Jesus has done. We don't need those laws in our relationship to God to be right. Jesus did that for us. And they weren't trying to unhook. They weren't trying to dismiss. They were trying to show how it was fulfilled. And by knowing the New Testament, we ought to be able to read our Old Testament and then see, look at how these things are being fulfilled. And that gives great promise and hope from the Old Testament as we read it. Yeah, and even when you look at the laws in the New Testament, as far as what Jesus says, you know, what is what is the greatest well, it's to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. And yeah. he says, you know, in Matthew, he says, and all the law and prophets hang upon these two things. And when you look back into the Old Testament and you see these 613 laws and you think he's summing all of these laws up into what does it look like to love God mm-hmm. and to love others and I don't know that people necessarily come to the Old Testament that way because we get bogged down sometimes in the trees mm-hmm. and we don't recognize what it what God is trying to communicate because we don't have that context. Yeah. But when we look in the New Testament and we see things that Jesus has said, for example, Luke 24:44, then beginning with Moses And with all the prophets, he explained to them the things written about himself in all the scriptures. And you're thinking, he's he's telling them, you should have known who I am by the Old Testament. So we can see that he clearly is communicating. Yeah. This is important. Yeah. Yeah. I I one of my favorite illustrations of that is on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection. And the two disciples are walking together and Jesus comes alongside them and starts talking with them and, and, and they want to invite him in and tell us more, tell us more. Uh, he tells them uh, this in Luke 24. These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all the things that are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And just helping them see and know like the scriptures that you've heard and I'm telling you, these are pointing to me. This is this is what the Old Testament is to do. And and you said it, it's showing us who God is. And Jesus is God. Yeah. <laughs> and this gets into our theology on the Trinity, but while we claim and sing we believe in a Trinity, our mind still sometimes separates there's a God of the Old Testament and there's a God of the New Testament. And the Old Testament is telling us about God, and the New Testament is telling us about God. And, and that's what Jesus is trying to communicate to them, I think, in that setting. It is so true. And I think that this is God in the flesh, this, this Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and when, especially, you know, when you look at, for example, the shepherd in John 10, right? Mm-hmm. You look at the shepherd, and he is making all of these claims about who he is. Mm -hmm. These are the exact same claims that you see in the book of Ezekiel, right? Mm -hmm. In in 34. And so as the 
listeners are hearing what Jesus is saying, they're sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, he, he's claiming to be God. And you see that reaction from the people. Right. And I think that sometimes we miss a little bit of that because we don't have a really good grasp of the the Old Testament and not that we ever are going to be having this great grasp. I mean, it is it has some difficult things in it. So I'm not discounting that in any way, shape or form. But I do think that God grows us as we read it and that we can have this appreciation. And I think you see that also in the book of Revelation. You know, you, why do we end with a with a banquet table, mm-hmm. you know, here and, and he's the temple. But yet you start with these temple ideas in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And then you have this temple, you know, that he has started with the tabernacle. And then you have the Temple of Solomon. And, mm-hmm. and you're thinking all this time he's wanting to dwell with his people. And it brings this unity yeah. to God's word. Yeah. But you don't necessarily see those things if you're not reading at all. Yeah, yeah, which is a great point. Uh, and you talked about reading the Bible earlier, and oftentimes we start right in Genesis and start to take off, and then you run into this stuff and you go, oh my goodness, I, I, I've made it a habit myself, and, and I encourage, uh, and all Bible reading is good, but I always encourage using a Bible plan that puts you in Old and New Testament all the way through the year. So you're always getting some of both. Um, and it, it helps you make those connections. You start to see you read something in the New Testament that you've read in a story in the Old Testament, a quotation or an allusion, and you go, oh my goodness, that's what this is talking about. It helps do that. Um, but you could take the temple motif. I know you have talked and written a lot about the shepherd motif from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Um, you can do that with so many things you find in the... I, th- I think about uh, the the tree in the garden. You can take that and you go, who was God's people Israel? He called them his tree and he is their roots and they are his branches. Who is Jesus? I'm the tree of life. And then what do we find in Revelation? It's the tree of life, right? You can take that, but you see the whole story when you do that. And if you're reading from both places, you make those connections and realize this is this is telling me the same story. And we talk about it when we're when when we're communicating with people on is is the is the Bible really God's word? We talk about that uncanny unity that exists throughout all of the scripture. Uh, that it's, it reads like one story. Uh, and we say that's a proof of the Bible, but we don't always read it like it's one story. We read it like it's a bunch of different stories and the Old Testament really way out there, outdated stories. When, when you look at the whole of the Bible, you really can put it in this narrative form. And sometimes it might be that you just want to study one book or you, you kind of want to study this narrative idea as well or maybe you want to get a chronological bible that kind of helps you walk through it and listen it is 66 books Mm -hmm. oh my goodness i every time i come to god's word i am learning something i just remember reading something yesterday and saying to my husband oh my goodness i've never seen this Mm -hmm. before and it's just like three words right Mm -hmm. So we're always learning, and it's always exciting to continue to learn and grow and develop in God. But but we can we can have this narrative approach that we can take 
to looking at the Bible. Yeah, I, I love it when somebody says, I wish I could understand the Bible the way you do. Of course, being a Bible teacher, it, I, I sound great when I've prepared a message and get to deliver it, right? And uh, you sound so intelligent because you spent all this time to, I can craft what exactly what I want to say. Uh, but when they say, I, I like to take them in my office and go, okay, look at all these books that I've amassed through almost 30 years of ministry to explain the 66 books in the Bible. <laughs> and I don't understand all these books, so how can I understand, you know? Uh, there's a lot of information, so as you're talking about that. One, one story that jumped into my mind, thinking about the need to understand the Old Testament and how the people in the New Testament, the people we read about in the New Testament, how they understood what they were hearing. Mm-hmm. So when Nathaniel's called to follow Jesus, he's found sitting under a fig tree, and he's reading from the Old Testament. And I think it's Andrew. If I get that wrong, y'all just know I'm wrong. All right. <laughs> he, he goes to him and says, we've found the Messiah. Now, we talk about Jesus is the Messiah. He's the Christ. How did they know he was the Messiah? How, what, how, what did they know to look for? Like, we know he's the Messiah because we see all that he did, and he died, and he rose again. How did they know to look, and, and how did he go, this is the one? And that picture of Nathaniel sitting there reading the Old Testament is the, is the picture of that. They knew he was the Messiah because they, were, they knew their Old Testament. And so it was telling them what to look for. And Nathaniel at first goes, well, it can't be that nothing good comes from Nazareth, right? That was his response. <laughs> but, well, you come and see, right? And when he went and saw, and here's this student of the Old Testament, he goes, yeah, he's the one. And our Old Testament should be like that to us, mm-hmm. right? And it's not because we don't understand it. We're not in it like they were. And it, and it tells so many things. I mean, when we're talking about the narrative and we're saying, okay, well, we can look and go, all right, so there was the creation. And the creation speaks to so many issues of our day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it tells us God is sovereign. It, 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 it instructs us and, and comforts our heart that we know, even in the midst of very challenging times, that he he sees all and he knows, even the hairs on our head, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to be comforted and, and those are the things that will comfort us. I mean, the Psalms, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, yeah. the raw ability for people to talk about life. I mean, honestly... We that's where we are a lot of times, and yeah, and, yeah. and he he reminds us. Listen, I have not left you. I've not. I I am here walking with you, and these are these things are doing something right. Yeah. But you in this narrative, you have creation, and you have fall. You have the fall, and why is there suffering in the world? And then you have the flood, you know, and you see God is is bringing judgment, and judgment is going to be something that ultimately is for His glory. And, and for good. And the Tower of Babel, you know, it, it helps us understand why do we have all these languages? And then you have Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and the tabernacle and the kings and the divided kingdom and the prophets. And then, you know, you're going to move into the New Testament. And so you start learning these things. And then all of a sudden, you start being able to communicate that to others. And you're doing what Jesus was doing, like you said, on the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. He started with what? 
the law and the prophets. Yeah. And you're thinking, wait, can I? Who are the prophets? I know Micah, right? <laughs> right yeah, yeah. I wait. I, I think I there's a Malachi. Yeah, yeah. Wait, there's Jeremiah. You know, mm-hmm. but the truth is, we we don't teach a lot of them because they are kind of hard to understand. Yeah, yeah. I, it's um, you know the the language of the Old Testament moves through so many genres. The the Old Testament. I mean, the New Testament is the New Testament. The Gospels are unique, but you you understand the storytelling technique of the Gospels. And then the the letters, uh, while they're they're technically letters, but they read with a lot of instruction. Mm-hmm. So it feels kind of like I'm reading an instruction manual. I get it. Uh, the Old Testament moves through so many genres, and even in one book, you can touch on multiple genres, and you can feel like you're getting lost. And it, you you are helping us see the big picture. And and I, I hope people just camp on. Remember, it's telling you this story that you are outlining, this big picture, and and remember that all of this movement in the in the people of the Old Testament, God's chosen people, and all the stories that they go through, are are really little microcosms of the big story that He's trying to tell you, and and don't get lost in each individual story and who is this king and and which false god and which army attacked and. Uh, yeah, read and think and understand that, but remember, it's it's a microcosm of him telling that bigger story, which goes back to Jesus summarizing and love God and love others, mm-hmm. right? What's the command? Here it is, and he's just continuing to unfold that again and again through people's lives, and it really is the reminder as I read those types of stories. That's where I'm living every day. I I I go so far with God, and I'm right with Him, and I fail. And I see result of that. And yet God is faithful and, and walks with me again. And I go further with God. And then I fit right. I cycle just like they cycled. And so it's not only a microcosm of the big story. A lot of times it's the microcosm of my story as well. So helping us see that big picture, I think, was good um, to help people keep moving in with the Old Testament. Well, Deanna, there's so much we could talk about in relationship to the Old Testament. In fact, there's so much we'll do it again. (laughs) And uh, as you all join us next time, uh, we'll keep thinking about the Old Testament in a little bit different light, but we'll stay here on this subject. Thanks for listening to The Analysis.